Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's ring culture, man. We back. Oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Episode three. It's your boy Osei. I'm here with my guys, D-Lo, Jamar, and Propaganda Dan, man. How y'all feeling today? I told you, boy, I'm a soldier, boy. Got no choice but to be a rider. How y'all feeling today, man? Hey, I'm cooling, man. I'm blessed, man. Basketball is back. What can we ask for? What more can we ask for, I should say? Shit, man, glued to this TV. Yeah, I'm glued too, watching my Nets lose right now. It's the first game of the season, so it's all good. AD got 30 for me at fantasy. Oh, yeah, bless I'm happy. I'm happy about the NBA season started. I'm sure y'all are as well too so uh we're gonna tune into uh we're gonna recap last night the first day of the uh nba opening night yeah versus the celtics and uh let me see how y'all feeling about what happened last night last night celtics versus uh sixers celtics won by nine 126 yep uh, let me know how y'all feeling about last night, man, from what y'all seen and moving forward with the season. Well, I'll go first. Um, what I noticed was that PJ Tucker looked a little heftier, so he has to play himself in the game shape. Uh, Embiid and Harden are back on that ISO flop shit, you know, so... Still not playing team basketball, but Harden was looking good. He looks like he's definitely uh, able to move more agile, fluidly, you know, like he could a couple years ago. But breaking down smart and then airballing, hitting the bottom of the the backboard, that was nasty. Okay, but uh, Harden, remember last night when he shook, when – uh. Marcus Smart tried to flop and he jumped like half. <laughs> he jumped from the three point line to like the free throw line. Harden stared at him like he did the Wesley Johnson joint, but he 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 hit nothing. He hit nothing but the bottom of the backboard. It was disgusting. But you know, uh, Joe Mazzula, first game. You know, as the NBA head coach, it's beautiful when Tatum and Brown combine for seventy, and then you get thirty plus off the bench. Uh, Smart was able to be decent offensively. So, I mean, hey, it's one game. But from what I saw and what I've predicted before, Sixers ain't no threat. They ain't going to do nothing. Man. Really? Harden yeah. was looking very impressive, though. That's what I was He was. Saying. He was. For people, for people that was coming, like, talking down on him, like, he, he came out, he looked real healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of the dribble-dribble shit that we already used to, you know, for the past – how many like, years looking like Houston Harden? But shit, yeah. he came out there aggressive. That's what you like to see, though. You know what I'm saying? At least he wasn't like the last couple of years just shying away from him, you know, because he was trying, you know, last year he was trying to figure out his role. So now, you know, he's coming into his own. But just to say, he was more efficient, but he took the same amount of shots as Tobias Harris, bro. 14. So, you know. He was at the free throw line so much. Exactly. That's he's back to that, you know. So 
That's that Houston Harden. I'm he feeling was good. Like, lot last year too, but you know. I got him on my fantasy team, and you see how I was so quick to move the nigga. But man, you didn't even I had want to him, give bro. him a chance. You didn't even want him. I mean, yeah. yeah, I didn't want him, but I was like, bro, that nigga lost a lot of weight. I think he gonna come out. You know, I think he coming for that for the throne. So I, I was like, let me wait like twenty games and see first. And then after last night, I was like, oh yeah, I'm good. But yeah, let's uh, Jamar. What, how you feel about last night, man? What, what was your take on on uh, Celtic Sixers? Um, well, my take on it was pretty much kind of what I, again, kind of like what Dan said, excuse me, kind of like what Dan said, like from what I seen from the 76ers last night, I was not impressed at all, not even a little bit. Um, Like like Dan said, they back to that ISO, space the floor, taking turns, Joel, your turn, or Harden, it's my turn. And then outside of that, who else is going to score? Let's figure it out. That's what I kind of seen. Even though Harden looked good, that's all cool. But my thing with Harden is let's see what happens when the postseason starts. So I could care less what James Harden does during the regular season. He can average like 35 again. I could care less. I want to see James Harden pull up in the regular, I mean, the playoffs, because that's where he, you need the magnifying glass in order to find him. Um, the Celtics, they look really good, uh, better than I thought they would. But um, some things I did notice, I seen Jalen Brown being a little bit more selfish. Like, he, he passed up a few easy passes. Yeah. And I think, like, during, like, critical moments, I feel like that they, that may hurt them in the playoffs where Jalen Brown's going to try to prove himself instead of, like, all right, let me let JT handle this. I feel like he's going to be like, nah, I can do this type shit too and fuck some shit up. <laughs> That's what usually happens when, when number twos think they're as good as number ones and try to prove themselves. They usually sabotages the team in the long run. So I'm going to keep my eye out on that. Um, but the Celtics did look good. But, um, yeah, I mean, Al Horford looked old. Blake Griffin, like, he looked good. But trust me, I had to have Blake Griffin on my squad for two years. When he gets, If he keeps getting minutes, when he gets to the latter part of the season, his knees are going to crumble. Yeah. He can't defend the pick and roll to save his life. So, I mean, that's the reason why we were so good to get rid of him. But, um, yeah, the Celtics actually, I won't say surprised me, but they looked a little better than I thought they would. They they still look sharp defensively, even though the Sixers did drop a lot. It looked like, like they said it in the in the telecast. Telecast, I think. Um, I don't know if Kenny said this or Shaq. Yeah, I think Kenny said it, but they were saying like every basket. It looked like the Sixers was scoring was hard, um, and that's what it seemed like to me. Whereas like the Celtics was making a lot of easier baskets. Um, and then also, I think JT was just knocking down some wild ass shots, like a couple like threes in niggas' faces and off the dribble shots and shit like that. So, I mean, it's the first game of the season, but yeah, the 76ers, I actually might lower my stock on them because I had them uh, just having the best regular season record, but that shit, I can't see that shit no more, to be honest with you. Uh, the, Sixers, the Sixers out of the top three, uh, the big three, it was in B. Uh, Harden and Maxi. Other than those three, it was only Tobias that was that scored in double figures. So, as opposed to the the Celtics, the Celtics had what Jalen Brown and Tatum, the first uh, two players to score thirty five points since nineteen sixty nine with Jerry West and Will Chamberlain. By the way, in case y'all ain't know, but those two had thirty five. You said what year? Uh, that was nineteen sixty nine, I think. 
Oh, okay, nice, nice. Fact check that. I don't know. You, nah, you might. You got that. Nah, I respect that. Whoa, encyclopedia. Yes, sir. You know, and uh, yeah. Apart from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you had Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon and Grant Williams in double figures. So you know, their supporting cast showed up too. Not to a Jamar's lot. point, yeah, but to Jamar's point. Jalen Brown, two assists. <laughs> yeah, two assists. Tatum, Tatum, there. four assists. Yeah, you know why? Niggas yesterday, because... Yeah. Uh, so they're ISO heavy too, hurt. but the rest of the team moves the ball. But one thing I got to say real quick on this game. um, Y'all notice, Matthias Thibault, last <laughs> year and the year before, he was second team all... Uh, defensive team, second team, yeah, all defense. He got zero minutes, so he's falling out completely out of the rotation. So yeah, because he be getting cooked. Yeah, he can't score. Yeah, he can't score. Also, exactly. So he's I mean, a real liability. He makes Tony Allen look like he was Joe Johnson. He's the new age <laughs> Oberson. <laughs> oh wow. wow! He pulled that out the cut. <laughs> disrespectful. Oh, shit. Not disrespectful. <laughs> it's not though. You think about it. Like Andre Robinson had like one or two good years when he could knock down them quarter threes, but once some quarter threes wasn't falling, he fell off the face of the earth. But he was never all defense, was he? Oh yeah, he was one time all defense. So oh. I, yeah, it's yeah, fair. Yeah, good <laughs> comparison, D'Lo. I mean, I respect it. Yeah, he might be out the league soon. <laughs> y'all been, so y'all would say that the uh, Celtics are going to finish higher than these uh, Sixers so far, just game one, just by going off game one. Y'all niggas Before the <laughs> season, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, the, yeah he the, predicted the, Yeah, the Sixers thought P.J. Tucker, DeAnthony Melton, and uh, what? And and Montrezl Harrell's going to take him to another level? Please. Yeah, let's see what else he drops in the playoffs. But we gotta think, man. B did not have the uh, his best game yesterday. To, sure. to yeah, mean, but he still put up good numbers. I mean, yeah, yeah but, but it was rough. It was rough. It was rough. When y'all know when the playoffs come and the refs change the way they call fouls, they're not gonna be getting all these flopping ticky tack calls. That's when they're gonna have to adjust their game, but it might be too late because they've been used to getting away with that stuff all year. Yeah, and so last we'll last last playoffs, they really cut back on calling fouls. Like because yeah. I remember even in the in the in the our short-lived series, bro, they was hacking. I know sometimes they was plucking them, but some of them times where they was smacking the shit out of KD, bro, when they was double and triple team them, they was not calling that shit at all. Yeah. So James Harden might struggle in the playoffs like he usually does. So we gonna see, man. But I, I don't have faith in the 76ers past the regular season. All right. Now we're gonna go on to uh, uh the second game of the night, which was my squad, of course, the Lakers. Speaking of no <laughs> faith. Disappointing L. What's up? Uh, go ahead. Set yeah, it up, man. We took a disappointing L last night. They saw the banner go up. They saw yes. Steph and them get they saw them get their rings smiling, putting up the fours. LeBron, he has four as well. 
there have been his adversary a couple times in the finals throughout the years. So, you know, LeBron likes to say, oh, I would love to play with Steph. We both born in Akron trying to be down, but Steph is still rocking, bro. And the Lakers, do y'all think they're going to do something this year? Of course, it's just one game, but based on what y'all saw on the roster as it is now, because we know things can change, but from what y'all saw now, is that a playoff team? I mean, one game with a new team can't really tell me much. But if we're talking as far as potential and, you know, having hopes, I think they'll be all right. They just got to iron out the little wrinkles that they got going on with as far as I think their problem is uh trying to figure out the right rotation. They don't know where to put who and you know, where to play certain players because they still trying to figure them out, trying to figure out who, who who are good shooters, who are good, you know, off the ball shooters, who can handle the ball, who can set it up. And, you know, we still missing Dennis Schroeder. You know, I think he's a a factor. And then Thomas Bryant, <laughs> he, he get somewhat of a factor. I'm not too sure, but I know Dennis Schroeder a little bit. I like Stop the performance. I like I like the performance <laughs> from AD. AD's performance was good. I wish he got a, a few more rebounds, but he was looking good out there, playing good defense. I think he got like four steals. Uh, LeBron, he was looking good too. He did his uh third. It didn't look like he was. He dropped thirty one, but I mean he got the thirty one. You know. 14 rebounds. He was playing kind of, you know, real aggressive, for real, for real. He was not showing no signs of slowing down in year 20. And Russell, I mean, he did his thing, you know, trying to get in where he fits in. I think he did good last night, not turning the ball over too crazy. And uh, the only problem we, we have with the Lakers is our supporting cast. Got to work on that. But I, I think all that's just going to come with more time with players playing with each other, man. We a new team. So oh, yesterday yeah. the Warriors was looking like the same team. <laughs> they were, ooh. Not a new team. Ooh, the Lakers ain't a new team? It doesn't look that Nah, good. not really. Y'all got a new coach. I mean, I can see y'all got them probably a new system. But I feel like LeBron and uh, Russell have played in that four out one in type freelance system before. But I mean, y'all. I let you show You got a returning player in Schroeder too, but I, I can't. But I mean, I mean that's still a different team. I guess. Apart from the big three, the team is new. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you, gotta, you know, take into account the chemistry is not there like the Warriors. That was also, yeah, and and LeBron said we're not a team constructed of great shooting. It's not yeah, like we're sitting here with a lot of lasers on our team. Like if you had a bunch of yeah, yeah, like if you had a bunch of underneath route runners, the quarterback's not throwing twenty plus yard passes downfield. End quote. So LeBron already said my team has no shooters. I had this guy Darvin Ham in your first career uh, game. You put in a midget Mac backcourt of Patrick Beverly, <laughs> Russell Westbrook. What did that? What the hell did Pat Bev do on offense, man? We talking about Matisse Thibault. That boy had three points. Man, he was jacking threes. 
He had more fouls. He had more fouls than he had more fouls than points. <laughs> what was he doing? And then you have Lonnie Walker, another little homie. What is, what is that? It's like they run into uh, y'all remember Illinois when they had um, D Brown, Luther Head, and um, what's my man Darren Williams? Three little point guards. That's what they doing, <laughs> and they thought they were gonna do something. Lonnie I know was giving a little. He was giving some good defensive. Uh, yeah. What did he do on offense? He had more shots than points. Like I, I mean, said, he's a he's another player that's new to the system, bro. He so can't he shoot. He can't he's shoot. Where you fit in? He can't shoot. And neither wasn't he, hurt? wasn't he hurt last year too? Yeah, he's coming off an injury too, so he got to get his basketball legs up on him. You said he. <laughs> what was he hurt from? I think he had like an ankle injury or something. Not too sure. I think Lonnie, Lonnie Walker was hurt last year. Nah, he was playing last year. He, he played in first, 70 right? games. He played in 70 games. Oh, he was very man. active. I thought he was Look at him. But he can't shoot 31% from three. He can't shoot. Oh, my God. All right, see, my take from the joint was, uh, I mean, I had the Lakers six before the joint. I still keep them there. As of right, oh no, actually, I said in the text message, I might have to lower them the way Russell was acting. But I mean, look, here's what I say, man. Like, I mean, you know how LeBron does, he sets in the excuses early. So, you know, just in case it, it, it doesn't work out, he can be like, see, I told y'all. But, um, yeah, they don't have enough shooting. But I mean, y'all knew that last season. So, like, the fact that there's no shooting. Again, this season, they decided to sign Lonnie Walker, Pat Beverly, more niggas who really couldn't shoot. So it's like, like, I don't understand. Like, you throw in that excuse to me, it's kind of like, but you, yeah, they knew that last year. Like, that was a big problem last year, not having a shooting. Um, but, I mean, they're just going to have to play a different style of basketball if they want to win. Since they don't have shooting, they're probably going to have to, like, they could probably be an not defensive team. If they just focus in on defense and getting like transition buckets, fast break buckets, but not having shooting in this league today is going to hurt them because the teams now, the way basketball is played, they'll just hoist threes. And like it could be, you got be up 15 points. And because a team knocked down two or three threes in a row, bang, 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 now they back in the game in like less than a minute. So it's, you're going to need shooters. That's what's going to hurt them in the long haul. Um, but, I mean, the Warriors look good. And we just took that L 130 to 108, got our asses whooped. Um, Shout out to yeah, my it, Pelicans. I tried to tell y'all. <laughs> so, I will say they look good, though. But, uh, yeah, the Warriors, they, they look good, too. Even though Steph had a kind of job like off night, they still look good. They just deep. They just got a whole bunch of niggas. They can run like 10 deep for real. And, like, you know, the Warriors been in that system since forever, since Steve Kerr got there since, what, 2015? Yeah. 2014, 2015. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it ain't really going to be too much of a change with the Warriors. They just going to kind of, like, either stay where they at and just get more crisp as the season goes along. Um, So I, I expect the Warriors to be one of the final four teams, to be honest with you. I got think Cole was last night. <laughs> sure, I mean, he looked pretty good from what I what I seen. Um, 
I mean, I, I don't really count makes and misses too often in the first few games. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, he looked pretty good. I wasn't. I actually fell asleep in the, in the second half. Uh, I've just been up up a lot over the past few days. I, I kind of just fell asleep in the second half. But uh, when I woke up, uh, the Lakers was down by, like, 20. So I was like, fuck it. Yeah, Paul, Paul, his shot was off, but I liked his playmaking. He was really moving the ball, finding the right man, making extra pass. I like that about him, that he is developing. He is kind of the unofficial backup point guard. So, because DiVincenzo, you know, he's more of a two. So, yeah. I think I like that aspect. Of the Warriors, I picked them to win the championship. I think, like I said, I think this punch is going to bring them all together. Draymond had another triple single. You know, he was talking to his homeboy, his boss, LeBron. Iggy had some, oh. you know, some gestures for that, for that, for that activity. Uh, Looney was cool. You know, he's not going to have the flashiest stats, but he always does the dirty work. He had a good game. I like what I saw from Wiseman. He was decent. Um, my boy Kaminga, he was off. I didn't like what I saw from that. Uh, Clay looked good. I think the Warriors are going to be all right. Like Clay last year played about what 45, 50 games. Now he has another season to have that, you know, feeling to get under his legs. And I think with that, the young guys improving, I think they're going to win the title again. I don't really see a real contender for real. Whoa! I mean, damn. I think <laughs> I respect the the champion thing, but I just don't see them being that much better than everybody else. I just, I mean, I for can me, see it's not that right they're now. that much better. It's just that everybody else is too geeked. That's what it is. It's like if Brooklyn, if Brooklyn could get it together, they could be a threat. But I don't trust Ben Simmons. And yeah, then, I mean, I mean, yeah, we got to see. I mean, I never trusted Ben either, so we got to see because right now he's still looking a little, he's still looking scared to attack the rim. For yeah. the rim. Like on these pick and rolls that I noticed, like he's not really rolling hard to the rim to get it and finish at the rim or to draw the defense. He's like setting a screen, waiting to see. But I mean, it's going to be like that, just a wait and see game with him, especially not playing for so long. So he kind of just, I don't know. It's going to take some time. But, yeah, I, I feel what you're saying. I, I never trusted Ben anyway, but he got on the black and white now, so I don't got no choice but to root for his ass. D'Lo, how did you feel about the game? Uh, I mean, the game was what I expected it to be. I expected a blowout, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I expected him to, you know, celebrate in front of LeBron and then after the game celebrate again. So I mean, it was, it was a good game. Uh, Didn't you almost bet on the Lakers to win? You know the odds was good, and just yeah. off of the the LeBron effect, I thought he was going to come out and just you know maybe try to dominate. But maybe. I don't think he can do that no more, bro. But, but 31, 14, and eight is not dominating. Like what do y'all expect? But they still lost by. But they like they got their ass whooped. That's what I meant when I was saying last year, like. LeBron James, his stats don't really impact wins anymore like they used to. Like, if you would have heard that stat line four years ago, you would have been, oh, yeah, the LeBron's team won. But now when I hear that stat line, 
it's like okay, or did they still win? It's like it's like if I came on here and said KD had like 35, 14, 4 and 4, motherfuckers are gonna think they won the game. You feel what I'm saying? But just to say, what I say that about Harden last night, 32, 8 and 8, and B 25, 14. I mean, you would think they won the game too, but you got nah, they got outplayed. Nah, they got yeah, out they got outplayed. Brown, Brown dropping seventy, that's not common. Yeah, they got outplayed. That's all. And the same thing, like Steph, he had thirty three. He had six rebounds, just like Anthony Davis. He had four steals, just like Anthony Davis. And they then you have Wiggins. 18. You have Wiggins doing well with twenties. Like they just played well. Like even just getting Jamichael Green and Wiseman to eat and DiVincenzo to each score eight, like they was just say hey, getting buckets. Everybody could. That's that's more. They have they have a they have the deepest team. That's why I think they're gonna win. Not that yeah, they man. have the best top heavy. They just have the deepest team, and you know I don't trust the Clippers because you know they got the injury gods over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, Warriors, Clippers, and. Shit, I might say us probably the deepest teams once we get healthy. But yeah, I, I got the Warriors and Clippers a little bit deeper than us because they got them, they they actually got motherfuckers who can play both sides of the ball, like even with their backups too. Like their backups can even play both sides of the ball. So we don't really got that. Our backups are mainly good on one side of the ball, either offense or on defense. So but they just quality players with. Yeah, man, that's why I got the Clippers and the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, man. But yeah, I can see what you're talking about, Dan, man. Them injury boys. <laughs> yeah, but uh, how do y'all feel about uh Poole and Wiggins getting paid this weekend? You know, how do y'all think it's gonna affect the chemistry of the team? Do you think uh this makes the Warriors a threat for the next four or five years to be the you know? The dynasty once again? Uh, four or five years? Nah. Uh, but I will say that the, seeing them get paid, I usually, I'm used to seeing the, uh, people get paid probably a little bit later, you know, so they can use it as motivation. That's what I thought was going to happen. But they, they got paid right before the season. So, I mean, we can only see, we'll see based on their play and like critical moments, I feel like how much that money affected them. Cause you know, when some boys get their money, they cool. You know what I'm saying? When they see that check coming in and it's like uh, three times as much as they made last year, they're like, shit, I'm good. Like, like you, you can sleep a lot better off a loss knowing you got a few extra M's in the bank. You feel what I'm saying? Then <laughs> when you don't, you know, so, I mean, we gonna see, but I, I, I thought the chemistry I just think it's hard to repeat. Like, that's just why I don't think they're going to repeat. I, like, it's a lot of things I feel like going to have to go their way. And, like, they're going to have to be a better team in order for them to repeat. That's generally what's going to have to happen. But, yeah, that's my take on it. I feel like that the future for the Warriors is bright. I mean, signing those two, you you, you got a good chance. You got more of a – you got a good chance of winning more rings. Uh, I don't know about the older guys like Clay and Draymond. I don't know if they're going to be around much longer, but I don't even think they really. I I know Draymond would make a difference, but I don't know about Clay. Clay is like a head. Oh. I feel like they can record. They can uh replace Clay with uh 
Jordan. Whoa. <laughs> I feel like I that's what that, that Jordan Bull signing was. I feel like that's kind of, you know, that was But you can't – I feel you, bro, but – we got to remember Clay Thompson in his prime of crimes. We're talking about one of the best wing defenders and also arguably the best catch and shoot shooter I've ever seen. Is he still that? Yes. Oh, he's still he's still probably one of the best catch and shoot shooters ever. Defense, probably not because of the injury. But, yeah, still one of the best catch and shoot shooters I've ever seen in my life. Like, that ain't – Jordan Poole ain't replacing that. He's a nice shooter, but he ain't no catch-and-shoot shooter. Like, Clay Thompson, as soon as that joint touches his hands and it leaves, it's going into the net. I don't know if – and it's like less than 0.3 seconds that it's gone. I don't know. Yeah, if it's not going to be a direct replacement, but he's just going to – he can bring the scoring and then try to add some of that playmaking that Clay doesn't do. So, you know, he's not going to be the exact – that's why they have to keep Wiggins. He's their best perimeter defender now. So you keep mm. Wiggins and then you let Poole be the score. But, you know, because you're paying him, it's four years, $123 million. It can extend to 140. You're not paying a six man that much money. He's going to start eventually. And Wiggins' yeah. extension is four years, $109 million. He took a pay cut. So looks like they both with it. Y'all remember, like we talked about last week, when they won the ring, they were together. Hey, Paul told him, you get in the bag. And then Wiggins said, you get in the bag. And then they said, we get in the bag. They both got the bag that weekend. So I think they committed to the vision. They think that, hey, it's us two, Steph, and then, hey, Wiseman, Kaminga, it could be something. That's why I think they will be a threat. But I like their roster, man. And I fool with how Bob Myers and the owner, they willing to pay over the luxury tax to get it done. You think Draymond gonna still be there? No. How about how about everybody else? Y'all think Draymond's still gonna be there? It's gonna be I a Laker. Know. It's gonna be a Laker no. with you. And I don't even think it's gonna be a Laker because it's just too like <laughs> you can't have <laughs> well, Russ ain't gonna be there next year, but you can't like bro, like I said, man, you can't you can't have more than one LeBron on the team at the same time, bro. <laughs> like it's like they play the same. It's like LeBron is the best I've ever seen that like one person and then surround him with a bunch of shooters and let him dominate the ball. Like Russell plays that same style. James Harden plays that same style. LeBron James is the only person I've seen be able to take a team to the championship in that style. And even LeBron James needed Hall of Fame players with him in order to do that. So it's yeah, like, to win a ring, yeah. Yeah, and, and like style, now yeah. he's on a decline and then you're going to ask, you put him and Russell on the same team, two niggas will do the same shit, like I said, LeBron James is like the superhuman child of a Draymond Green and a Russell Westbrook. They surround him with shooters, surround him with other people who can like score, and you're the primary decision maker, playmaker, score everything. And like, well, as far as Draymond goes, Draymond wasn't the primary score. That was the only difference. But yeah, you can't put him and Draymond on the same team. Okay, so Draymond's gonna take care of the second unit and do all that with the second unit. But like, he he's declining. Like, so what's, I don't know, man. I just he didn't even fit in the Lakers system. Like I don't even see that shit. I, I don't. Did. I don't. I don't see him thriving over in the Lakers system at all. Like uh, he's made for the Warriors. So like to be honest, whatever happens after this year, uh, 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 Draymond will be going <laughs> yeah, I on. I feel to like Clay Thompson is that. He's, 
He's 33 years old. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's gonna be done soon. Yeah, you said Clay might leave too. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Nah, I was nah, I wasn't saying he wasn't leaving, but I was saying like I feel like Clay is um he he can better adjust outside of a system, but I feel like Clay Thompson was kind of a system guy too. Like he was in yeah. the perfect system for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and and some guys, most actually most NBA guys, I say a good like 60, 70% of NBA guys are like that. Ain't too many niggas like KD and shit who can just go in any system and still do the same shit everywhere they go. It's a reason why when some niggas go to certain teams, their numbers decline, or certain niggas go to another team and their numbers skyrocket. Like, yeah, that's good. true. Steven Jackson said that Tony Parker and Manny Ginobili were system players. Do y'all agree with that? Who? Manny Ginobili Steve- and Tony Parker? Yeah, that's what Stack Five said. We'll never know. Oh, Stack Five be disrespectful sometimes. I think I think Manu <laughs> was not a system player. He could play. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah I was gonna ball. say. Yeah, I think I Tony think could play in any system. I don't know. When I saw Tony Parker play for France, he had a different swag. You can see why Popovich was always mad at him and like square point guards like George Hill. You know, yeah, he doesn't I, like yeah. that sauce. Manu, I don't think Manu's a system player. He can he can he can ball. He can ball. Yeah, me neither, man. I don't know. He led his country to the gold medal, man. Is Steven Jackson a fucking system player is the real question. Nah, Steven Jackson can ball, bro. <laughs> nah, yeah, he, he played in a lot of different teams. So he, he <laughs> Yeah, he did all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. He he's not he ain't no <laughs> or nothing. Carter, but like he, he he can play in different systems, man. He he was a part of that. He played got that ring with the Spurs. He was a part of that team that knocked off that number one seed. Like, yeah, stacks he got some moments, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was picking yeah. in Charlotte. Come on, shut up. Uh, you know, that's good stats on a bad team, man. Yeah, but I mean <laughs> yeah. now he, he he's had numbers. He averaged uh, 18 at Atlanta. 18 in Indiana, uh, 20 with the Warriors two years in a row, uh, or three seasons. Yeah, average 21 with the Hornets, then 18. I mean, yeah, he got his little, he got his buckets. Did he bring in the playoffs? Field goal goal percentage 41%. Pooh. For a 6'7, 6'8 nigga. Steven Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> was it strength? What? <laughs> I'm gonna need you to go with this YouTube man. I mean, I just want to know his strength. Bro, he put up shots. He was a three point shooter, bro. He was a scorer. He was a bucket getter. That's what he was. Forty one. Three point percentage, thirty three. That's poo two. Yeah. Is he a defense? He just put up a lot of shots. He put up a lot of shots. Volume niggas. He's a percentage. So. <laughs> so it was brought to my attention uh by Dan. Uh we got a chart here that shows the top seller NBA gear for the year uh 22 offseason. And looking at this chart, it's looking like it's dominated by the Chicago Bulls. They're covering up about shit. 75% of this map. And uh wanted y'all to give y'all what y'all think made 
everyone go buy Chicago Bulls jerseys in the 22 offseason because it ain't like they was doing so much. And, yeah, I just I mean, wanna... they made the playoffs, right? I mean, you know. <laughs> who, who, whose jerseys do y'all think niggas was even buying? Well, I mean, we got we got the top ten right here. They was buying Scotty, oh, yeah. Michael, and Dennis Rodman. Scotty was two, and LeBron number one. But for the Bulls, you got Scotty two, Mike five, and Dennis Rodman ten. That's three joints. I mean, I'm noticing too. It's all in the middle of the joint too. Like, of course, <laughs> the Carolinas, but it's it to me. It's just I think it's really. The impact that the Bulls had had over that sh- that that especially that the nineties man like they dominated American sports basically. I mean, you had the little stint with the Cowboys too, but the Bulls was known as that team in the nineties that was just untouchable. And I think now it's more relevant now because you know Scotty came out with a book, and I think Dennis Rodman came out with that little documentary. Yeah. I don't know if it's on Netflix or not. Uh, but yeah, so them two are still relevant. And Michael was just, you always, Michael's like a fucking, he going, like, I promise you in like a hundred years, they going, if we didn't have video footage, they probably would think he was a made up story, like the boogeyman or something. Like, cause it's like the fact that people are still buying his jersey, he's fifth on this list. Scotty too, and number two. He's number like, two though. Like oh god, well, well when they were playing, Michael was far and it, it wasn't even close. But I digress. Like the fact that even all three of them, Scotty, Michael, and Dennis Rodman, are still the top ten NBA selling jerseys from Lids, and they haven't played in the NBA since like what oh two oh three. I think Scotty retired in like oh four. Yeah. Like it's been like twenty years since these guys have been in the league. And they still, the Bulls still dominate jersey sales. Like, you see the Lakers a little bit. You see, like, oh, yeah, that's the Lakers only other joint that got multiple joints is the Lakers. Again, you got Kobe, and it's the Lakers. You feel me? So it's like, you LeBron? got, it's the Lakers. So it's like, no, I'm fucking with you. But, yeah, it's LeBron, too. I'm just it saying, like. Cleveland it was in Cleveland. Yeah, that's true. But but yeah, it's just a point that like I mean you got a little bit of the Celtics too that run that little northeast joint. But yeah, man, it's just amazing to me. It's just amazing to me how like that's still even possible. It just it just shows the legacy that you can achieve when you know you dominate a sport for an extended period of time. I just noticed that the Raptors don't have no dominating zone in the country. Well, you know, because they're a Canadian team, and this is America, so. But Miss Carter has the number three top seller. That's weird. Yeah, because people want that jersey, but they're not buying Raptors gear. You know, they're just <laughs> getting a jersey. But based on this map, there's only how many real fan bases? You have the Supersonics that don't exist right mm-hmm. now. You got the, the Blazers, Lakers, Jazz, Suns, Nuggets, Timberwolves, Bucks, Pistons, Sixers, Celtics, and the Hawks holding down their turf. And then everybody else is just the Bulls. I don't know if I said the Nuggets, but yeah, them too. Yeah, you said the Nuggets. Yeah, but so it just looks like 
it's interesting too that Texas, no, I guess because it's three teams, nobody has a stronghold that the Bulls was able to have the most. I was surprised the Cavs would have the Bulls because I thought, hey, they had a good team last year. Maybe they wasn't trying to buy Garland jerseys as much or hats. But it is wild that the cultural phenomenon of, you know, the Bulls still impactful today. I was originally a Bulls fan because of Michael Jordan. Then I became a Wizards fan because of Michael Jordan. So then I got off that narcotic. But, yeah, I mean, the Bulls (laughs) – that logo is classic. Y'all know that the red and black is clean. That pinstripe air, like, is just clean. So yeah, I'm sure that helps, too. Penny Zone. Penny Hardaway Zone is nice, too. Magic. Yeah, but what do y'all think this means? What does that tell y'all about fandom in the NBA? Because we see that, yeah, there's only like 10, 11 real fan bases. And even with the Bulls, we know they have real fans, but the the amount of sales and the gear, that's just gear. I don't think those are real fans everywhere. But what is it? How do y'all think that compares to other sports? Like, do y'all think it's a good thing that we seem to be more attached to players than teams? I mean, because I think, I think, I mean, I'm just gonna speak for myself, but I like what do you unless you like like your hometown team, what else are you attached to? Like, I mean, there's a lot of people like, okay, I like, I don't know, the Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals, and I've never been to Arizona, but why why did you like Arizona? Like, was there a player that made you like that team? Like, and then like players come and go. So you know, like in today's age, people ain't loyal to a team. They loyal to a player. Like LeBron no, don't say that. LeBron go anywhere. Like LeBron's fans go with him. Like they don't care about the team. They just care about him. So it's like that's just how the fandom is in today's age. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. They just don't like putting their faith in teams no more because teams be upsetting niggas. Teams be having niggas looking stupid, trying to root for them just for Don't having. players do the same thing? Do you yeah, know how many Harden fans I know that are geeked and gave up on them? But they, it happens the same way. I know more. Yeah, I just think, yeah, like nowadays, a lot of people stick in to players now more than teams. And I think like for, for me, because I can attest to not rooting for the home team. I think it's like what I mean by domination. When you grow up, especially, I think when you see it at a younger age, like from like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, those are your years where you're going to really, truly start rooting. And like, like say, for instance, those years I've seen like Bulls winning and Michael Jordan. So it's like when you're a kid, you're not going to root for your home team unless your dad forces you, family forces you, and, like, they're actually good. Because most people, like, think about, like, the Warriors now. The Warriors is probably the biggest team in basketball right now, but maybe not in the USA, but all around the world. You'll see yeah. people go with Steph, Steph Curry jerseys, but why is that? The, the Warriors been dominating basketball for the past, what, like, five, six years now? Like, it's been the Warriors who've been going to back-to-back championships, and, you know, they had the little one, two-year blip once KD left, but then they won again. So it's like, you just root for winners, bro. Like, and and when kids see 
kid teams win or be exciting, that's who they're going to root for. They're not going to root for your home. Like nowadays, people don't just root for your home team, just root for your home team. Like so much shit to do nowadays. It's so hard to keep people's attention nowadays. Like, I'm not even not a fan. I can't be a fan of the home team because it's just embarrassing. Like, I don't I don't like being talked down on. So I gotta choose <laughs> gotta choose somebody you could talk up with, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just not it's not cool to be a loser. So <laughs> but don't yeah, but That's don't y'all notice though? Okay. Yeah, that is real. I I can dig it, but don't y'all realize with the NFL, look at their marketing because they you know, sell the team more than the individual, there are more fans of teams, even if they do stink or struggle or go through rough patches like D'Angelo, you're a Broncos fan, Jamar, you're you're a Titans fan. Like y'all can speak on that too. Like how do y'all think your NBA fandom is different from your NFL fandom or is it the same? Is one Um, more intense than the other? Well, I'll put it like this for me. Um, I'm a team guy. I've always been a team guy through and through. Like once KD and Kyrie leave, I'm still gonna be rooting for the Nets. I'm rooting for them before they came. Same with the Titans. I've been rooting for them since they went to the Super Bowl in '99. I will say, like, it's a little bit more urgency. I will say in football, just because it's only like 16 games, and like every when your team loses or wins, you sit on that for a whole week. And like, like, like how you said, they they really market the team. It's really hard to market individual in football, you know, based on injuries. And the NFL, that's why I will say what that's why the NFL is superior, like in America, as far as like popularity and stuff, because of the way they market it, the urgency and and all of that. Like you and I feel like the NFL can market like more players because of like you got one side of the ball offense and one side of the ball defense, and players don't play. Both sides, but it's it's actually harder because they were yeah they don't market defense yeah you can't see their face yeah they yeah, can't market so, that yeah it's harder unless you like unless they quarterbacks and shit or they're like a Derrick Henry like even when like even, even with him it, yeah they, they when they market him with that Old Spice commercial they didn't really show his face they just put him in a Titans blue jersey with twenty two and him running over niggas that's how you knew it was Derrick <laughs> Henry it wasn't like. <laughs> Where Tom Brady, you see his face, or like Patrick Mahomes, you see his face. Like they, they, they really like. And then even when, like, I want y'all to pay attention when they market football players, especially not quarterbacks. You'll notice them like with the DK Metcalf joint and the Nesquik. They put his name in the commercial, like yeah, saying DK to. Metcalf, Seattle. A Seattle Seahawks wide receiver, like they have to put that. Whereas basketball commercials, you don't, you know, you don't really hear. This is Kevin Durant who plays for the Brooklyn Nets, or this is LeBron James. You already know who the fuck they are. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that that's why it's, it's yeah, that's what I think. And there's more household names in NBA than in the NFL. That's yeah. Yeah. So, uh, D-Lo, is your NFL fandom more intense than your? fake Wizards fandom right now because you're acting <laughs> like you gave up on the Lakers? Uh, I mean, I'm a Lakers fan, but I'm just on I'm just on a little standby. For the- <laughs> oh, until until a, a, a brother leaves under the six. <laughs> so, yeah, then I, can, then, I can so go I back, leave. then I can go back to being a regular 
legit Laker fan. <laughs> I'm a fake, I'm a fake Laker fan, so I'm taking the spot, man. Yeah, you can take <laughs> I'm running the ship right now. But I think this is a little different for me. I mean, with football, I like I, Broncos is the first team that I really like watch because of uh I don't, I love Terrell Davis. He was just him and John Owe. So I just like stayed with the Broncos. I don't like the flip flopping team. That's so your connection with the Broncos? Yeah, that was that was my favorite team growing oh. up. And I that's what I watched. So like I just stayed with them. And with basketball, like with me, I just like a lot of different players. But you know, it's hard, it's hard to like, you know, you I, like the Lakers because of Kobe. Oh, for sure. For sure. That might have been it then. I, yeah. And and like, what did I say? I stayed with them. Yeah, you stayed with them. But I just can't stay for certain for certain foolery. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want to stay But niggas that know me know deep down I'm a Laker fan, but like I, I just can't stay right now. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, that, that LeBron effect, man. <laughs> He, he was put niggas away, man. They don't fuck with him. But I mean, man, yeah, it's funny to go. <laughs> I can dig it. Yes. Now go ahead, Jose. No, I'm saying I respect it. I ain't mad at him. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, oh, team or the individual. Huh? What about your fandom with the NFL? Uh, I don't have an NFL team. I don't have an NBA team. DC yeah, sports is, them, uh... is is muddy, all right. DC sports yeah. is muddy. I'm not fooling with that nonsense. Okay. <laughs> you really want to talk about your former commander love? I remember nah, freshman year. Never, I never was a commander fan. I don't know what that. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. You was, you was. I'm saying that. I was a red boy. I was a red yeah, yeah. boy. Yeah, you was rude for them. I remember freshman year. You was, you wasn't as is uh is hooked on it as uh C's was though but yeah exactly see that. even by 09 I was off the nonsense <laughs> they got Donovan McNabb what did they think I was gonna do with that foolish <laughs> like that team was geek bro like with me I love I'm an Arsenal fan check out champagne soccer you already know and then I'm a Ghana national team fan I support Norfolk State Athletics, but, you know, only basketball for real. The football, it kind of slight. We got smacked up during on the homecoming game, 28-7. Coach Odom's <sighs> under surveillance. But, uh, you know, with fandom, I think, like Jamar said, because of the scheduling of the NFL, because every game matters, you have a week in between games, that's always going to have a bigger impact as as a fan. Basketball is a marathon, you know, it's six months from the regular season to the end and then eight months if your team makes the finals. So it's a marathon. You got to pace yourself. So it is a different type of fandom. Um, I've had a lot of favorite players, but I don't know. As I get older, I think it's harder to have favorite players. I still yeah, like, I'll I, say that. yeah, like I would say right now, my favorite player, if I had to say is Zion, because he's a, He's a hefty lefty like me, so I can respect <laughs> that. If I was an NBA, I, I think I could be Zion if I got to be six seven. You know, in a, in, a med, in another dimension. But uh, outside of Zion, like I wouldn't say like I like Giannis, but I like it more like I treat it like rappers. Like all right, I found one guy. He's young. He's on a come up, and then when he becomes a star, he graduates. Like I used to be a big Giannis fan. Now he's like he's certified. 
I used to be a Harden fan, but he's a trickster. He let me down, so I had to, you know, move on from him. There's a few guys like like Embiid is my boy, but I don't like the way he plays anymore with his flopping and you know R and B. I was about to say he doesn't really have a player that he really hypes up like. Nah, because yeah, I just watched the game. Only Only Zion is my guy, but he didn't play last year, so yeah, that's my guy. But yeah, there's no other guy that I would say like, oh, that's my favorite player. Like, I fooled with Luka when he was at Real Madrid, but he's graduated. So First team last, all NBA, all that. Hey. So, is your last real favorite player Michael Jordan? I just said my favorite player right now is Zion. After that, I used to like Gilbert Arenas a lot. I like Tracy McGrady. I was a big Kevin Garnett fan. I yeah, I was about to say, KG was, your, like, I yeah, KG was your guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I've liked yeah. a lot of players. Yeah, so Shaq was his guy too. Allen Iverson was my guy. I've liked a lot of players, but right now I'd say it's Zion and Victor Wembanyama, the alien. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. Yeah, when it came to favorite players for me, I'm kind of like real stagnant. I keep it. He gonna be my favorite player until he like either declining or out the league. And it takes me a while to find a new nigga because he gotta. Have all the quietness I like. Like I went from MJ, then like I didn't just go straight to Kobe after MJ. It took me a while, but then once it got to like 06, 07, that's when I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I'm fucking with this nigga Kobe heavy. But again, I wasn't a Laker fan. He was just my favorite player in the NBA. But I I'm still root for other players. Saying, but then I start saying, I, when I first seen Kevin Durant in Texas, I was like, oh, I'm going to keep my eye on this bull. Then when Kobe hit the decline and I was watching KD on the come up, I'm like, yeah, that's the guy I'm a root for because the way his game, like I'm just a basketball fan. So like when I see somebody's game be pure and like they can do a lot of shit on the court, like that's what I'll be inefficient. Like I start becoming more of a fan of efficiency when I got more into the numbers and everything like that. You know, I was when I was a Kobe fan, it was more like um, starstruck, like him hitting big shots and hitting shots over three niggas' faces. And like, for some reason, Kobe always pulled up when you needed him to. So that's what this shit was. Yeah, it was me, it was more like that. But I, even though I'm still fans of, of NBA players and, and everything like that, I just have a, a favorite right now. KD's my guy. I dig that. Now, uh, D'Lo, do you have a favorite player right now? Well, we talking, uh, <sighs> not really. You know, Osei is a LeBron guy. Jamar said KD. I said Zion. You, what about you, Bancaro? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sticking with the Duke guys. So Kyrie, Ingram, Bancaro, Zion, those are my, those are my guys right now. And uh oh oh yeah and um uh damn Booker for sure. Booker. Booker. But yeah, those are my favorite. All right. Well, you mentioned Kyrie. Uh, he had an interview with Shams Sharania, one of the best insiders in all the sports, basketball insider, breaks a lot of news with stadium, and it's a nice interview. We put it out on Twitter. Y'all should check it out, but um what stood out to me was that Kyrie said, and I quote, I'm going for every piece of hardware that I can possibly get out of the NBA, end quote. 
Do y'all believe him? Jamar, please uh, set it off. You're the Nets fan. <laughs> set it off. You did you uh, watch the whole interview? Yeah, I watched it. Um, Break. It was, give us it your was thoughts. Two parts, right? It was. It was all. It was yeah. a short joint, like fifteen yeah. minutes total, some shit like yep. that. Uh, yeah. I mean, here's what I say, man. He can say he's going for every piece of hardware. I like the effort and everything that comes with it. So yeah, is he realistically going to get every piece of hardware? No, he's not good enough. He's not big enough and dominant enough to win an MVP award. But he could try. I mean, him. Him to me. Let me just ask the question. I don't think he's going to be able to get every piece of hardware, but him try saying that he's going to put in the effort to try to get it is good enough for me. And when, from what I've seen from the game today, it's, it's not a lack of effort or anything like that. So, yeah, I like the – I mean, but and a lot of things I will say, he really doesn't have a choice right now um, because he wants to get paid. Everybody wants to get paid. He wants that max deal. And I know he wants that super max so whether what whether what people want to believe or not, I think he truly wants to be re-signed by Brooklyn. If he does all the right things this year, I'm pretty sure Joe Side will be willing, will have no issues offering him the supermax deal. Um, but I just think like all right, he says that. And I think the team now knows how Kyrie moves and talks. I don't think it's gonna be any distractions from this this interview, but I just think I just think his head is in the right place. But sometimes, you know, when he talks, it, it kind of goes left a little bit and or people read it the wrong way. Um, but, yeah, I, I just I just got to wait and see, you know, because I got to see it game in, game out. I got to see some shit happen in the world and then see how he responds. Like, I got to see how it, how it transpires. But from right now and from preseason, from what I've seen in preseason, from things that I've been hearing, and everything's like that. It's it's going how he plans on it to go. He didn't shoot well tonight. I will say that he didn't shoot particularly well tonight. But you know that you're not gonna shoot well every night. So it's what it is. Now, D'Lo, you said because he's a Duke guy, he's one of your favorite players. What do you expect out of Kyrie this year? Um, I expect Kyrie to do what he always does. I mean, I think he's gonna still put up the same amount of stats. I mean, Ben Simmons is there, but that's not really going to change much when it comes to scoring. So 50, 40, 90. He's, he's still going to, he's still going to dominate. He's still going to be controversial because that's his Kyrie, but he's, he's still going to be him. He's still going to be an all-star player. He's still going to be a, a top five point guard. Like it's, that's just it. How about you, Osei? What are you expecting out of Kyrie this year? Do you still want the Lakers to try to trade for him? Man, honestly, I think Kyrie, what he said about coming for every piece of hardware, is just professional talk. Because, you know, of all the controversy he was involved with last year, he's just trying to clear his name. He's trying to not be the sore thumb. He doesn't want to be the one everybody looks at as the reason why the team fails or anything so he's just trying to be positive I think this year he's going to do good he's going to play good he's going to do his thing MVP caliber type playing if he's healthy but I think he wants to get out he still wants to leave Brooklyn I think he's going to leave Brooklyn he's going to go to LA why do you think he wants to leave Brooklyn bro let's let me ask you that question since you say he wants to leave because he's literally said in an interview like this is his hometown 
every child dreams to play for their hometown and win a championship in their hometown. So I'm just trying to figure out what what motivation would be to go to the Lakers, like and leave the most perfect situation for him in Brooklyn. Lack of team chemistry because when he was asked about the team, he wasn't too sure. He didn't even know how to answer. He was just like, "Well, let's just wait and see how everything plays out for the season." And yeah, uh, but, yeah, because he said that he doesn't want to set up traps for the things that he says in the media. That's why he said that we'll just wait and see. It yeah, was because yeah, it wasn't because of, he didn't because he also said in the interview, "Yeah, I like the team that that we have right now." I mean, that's all PC shit, but. You know, he did say that he liked the team. That And KD said the same thing, too. And he is playing with his best friend and Kevin Durant. So I'm going to say that. I mean, you can't get the deal that he has in Brooklyn. He will not be able to get anywhere else. And we can offer him 30 more million than any other team. That's all I'm going to say, bro. I mean, now that you put it like that, it makes sense. Uh, I get it. it. makes sense. But I don't know. I don't think he's just too invested in that organization anymore. He, he, them niggas didn't even respect the coach and all that. So, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know. We'll see what this year brings for everybody. I hope it's good. Yeah, I mean, that's their fault, though, with the cold coaching thing. Like, that's their fault that he got hired in the first place. I would have either kept Kenny or hired a type of nigga, but, you know, it is what it is. When you want Kenny gone, and then Sean gonna hire his bands instead of hiring the best outfit. That's what you best candidate. That's what you get. So it is what it is. But I think, I think, I think, I think he gonna stay. To be honest with you, net for life, Kyrie. Uh, it's hard to say for life with the way these players move nowadays. But I'll say his next big contract. He'll stay, and then maybe the next two years during that contract, and then from that point on, we'll see how everything moves. I'll put it like this, though. I'll say this. If we get flamed out again, like if we lose in, like, the first round or some nut-ass shit like that again, all best is all for everybody. But if we make it to, which I think we can at least make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and it be competitive – and, like, we don't get blown out. It's just a simple tweak here, simple. Like, we lose off of some nutty shit or just, like, a play or two here and there. And, like, maybe or somebody gets hurt. Like, then I can – then I think everybody will stay. But if it's, like, some dumb shit like happened last year and we get swept or we lose in the first round or, or even the second round, like, we got to at least make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or the Finals. I don't give a fuck what's going on in order for everything to be kosher for next season. I hear that. And you know what? We a new team, but we already title contenders, man. Ring Culture Podcast, that's what it's all about. We're about the pursuit of winning. We're finding the ways teams, players, coaches, and organizations are trying to get the ultimate prize. NBA season just started, so the fun is beginning. But D'Angelo, Osei, Jamar, I'm Dan. We out. See y'all next week. Peace.